Shabbos Dafnon, we learned that you're permitted to do Hatmana, insulate food with Gizit Temer, the shearings of wool. One shot according to Rava, he holds like Rebbe, that as long as you don't designate the shearings, it's usher to use those shearings. But if you designate them, you say, I want to use these shearings for Hatmana, for insulation purposes, they're no longer Mukta. Or the shot is, if somebody sets these shearings aside, he says, I want to sell these later on, that automatically makes them Mukta. But if he doesn't want to sell them, they're not Mukta. We learned about the kinds of muksa machmas gufai, something that doesn't have usage, like a stone, it's not a kli. Or in the Gemara's example, you have a branch off a palm tree, it's for firewood, muksa machmas gufai. How do you switch that into not being muksa on Shabbos? According to Rabbi Gamliel and Shmuel, all you need to do is think about it in your head. Machshava. Say, I want to sit on these branches forever, or according to some Rishonim, for this particular Shabbos. Rav says, no, you have to take action. You have to tie these branches together or something like that. Just like Rav Hanina ben Akiva, he told his Talmidim in a time of an emergency, it was either Shevet Brachas or during Shiva, he said, go outside, think about these branches that we want to sit on them on Shabbos. But in a typical day, without an emergency, he held, you have to take action. Rav Asi says, you don't have to take action, but you have to sit on that branch. If you sit on it, then you show that you want to use it for not amongst the purposes. There's actually a bracer that says that if you have cotton or wool that you want to put on a wound, so you need to dunk it in some oil and tie it to your hand in order to go out with it on Shabbos, not be over on its up. However, if you used it in that fashion before Shabbos, that shows that's how you want to use it. It's no longer mukta. Same thing would happen if you have straw. Straw is mukta because they used it for building materials. So if it's on your bed, you're not going to smooth it out because they're mukta. You smooth it out with the rest of your body, not with your hand. However, if you used it before Shabbos, you lay down on the bed, so you showed, I want to use it for a bed, or it's designated for the animal feed, then it's not mukta anymore. If you take, a, let's say, a bucket of sand, sand is mukta. You bring it to your house, you want to use it to cover spit or whatever you have in your house. In those days, the floors weren't made out of concrete or tile. It was just dirt. If you designate a special spot for this dirt, it's not mukta. Otherwise, it becomes bottled to the floor, and it's mukta. It's very possible, Gemara says, the Rabbanon agree in dirt. Because dirt, you can't take action. You can't tie dirt. You can't change the composition of the dirt. And therefore, maybe they agree that in dirt, you don't need to take action. When it comes to shining kalim, the Gemara says you can shine a kli on Shabbos, but you cannot shine silver with tartar, with, with some sort of something that takes off a layer of the silver. But you could be medayik and say that you could use sand and netter, which some translate as alum. The problem is that there's another bracer that says you cannot shine your silver with netter and, and, and sand. So what do we do? So there's three explanations the Gemara gives. Either this gufa is the machlekes, something that's like sand, like netter and sand, where you can't take action, so action doesn't work. And therefore, either it's not mokta, or it is mokta, you have to take action. That's the machlaiks between the two rises. Or, the question is, the famous machlaiks between Rabbi Yehudim and Rabbi Shimon, Dover Shedim Skavit, he's not intending to remove a layer of silver, but it might happen as he's polishing the silver. And that's the machlaikis. One b'raisa that holds its mother goes according to Rabbi Shimon. The problem is, if we go according to Rabbi Shimon, it also says in the b'raisa that you shouldn't wash your hair with it as shampoo. According to Rabbi Shimon, you, you could wash your hair with shampoo. He even says that a nazar who's not allowed to cut his hair, is allowed to use sand and nether, for shampoo, even though it might remove some of the hair. So another shot is, 
that it goes according to Rabbi Huda that says Davshen Miskaven Asr. It's actually Machleks It's a technical thing. Does this product, this tartar, does it remove a layer of silver or it doesn't remove a layer of silver? It also says in the Seifa that you may wash your face with these products. Now, what if a person has a beard? It might remove the beard. So we must say we're talking about a woman or a saris, a cotton, people that don't have beards. Rabbi Yudha says that you could take crushed bricks and wash your face with it. We're not concerned that it might remove facial hair. Rabbi Yudha says you're allowed to take crushed pepper according to Rava. Rabbi Yudha says sesame pulp. There's something called barda. It's made out of a third of violets, a third of aloe vera, and a third is hadassim. If you have that concoction, you could use it on your face. But if it's more than a third of aloe vera, then it becomes dangerous and might remove hair. According to Rabbi Yosef, even up to 50% is mutter. The Gemara tells us that Amemar Ravashi used this on their face, and Marzutra didn't. And there's a fundamental machlekes here. Whether a man could use beauty items, these, these, these different products that beautify a person, is Yilbash Gever Simasisha. Are you acting like a woman? According to Marzutra Tzasser, according to Amemar and Ravashi, very interesting. It's actually a mitzvah. You have to take care of your body. Hygiene is very important. And another Pshad and Rashi is that when people see a beautiful person, they give Shevach Takosh Baruch Hu. There's a Veira to be mashless food, to destroy food. So the Gemara had a question, can you crush olives in order to make them sweeter? But by doing so, you'll be destroying all the olive oil. When it comes to bread, the Gemara says bread doesn't become disgusting, so you can do all sorts of different actions with it, you can clean stuff with it, whatever. At the end of the day, you could eat the bread, it doesn't become moes. Now, our mission that we learned, Rebbe Lozab and Azariah says that if you have hatmana, you have a, a pot in a box that's surrounded by insulation, what you do is you tilt the box and you get the, the soup or whatever you have in the pot. The Gemara explains that Rebbe Lozab and Azariah is concerned that if you remove the pot, even if the shape of the pot remains, it's also to put the pot back in. We're concerned that the Gizeh Tzemer, the shearings of wool, would fall in and you're going to touch them in their mukta. But Chacham say, we're not concerned. If they'll fall in, you're not allowed to put the pot back in. But if it has a perfect shape, you can put the pot back in. There's a beautiful flower called the kusta. They used to smell it, use it during the meal. So if you put it into some dirt, you take it out, put it back in. So now the hole is large enough. It's not going to move the dirt around. We're not concerned you're going to move dirt on Shabbos. You're allowed to take it in and out on Shabbos. The same thing is if you have a knife in a wall between the bricks. We're not concerned you're going to move the mortar, which is a problem of baina, chideyach, which is baina. If you have a knife, you put it between the leaves of a palm tree. We're not concerned you're going to do moichek. You're going to perhaps cut some of the leaf off. And finally, the Gemara says, if a person buries turnips in the ground, if he has some of the leaves sticking out of the ground, He's allowed to remove them on Shabbos. We're not concerned that he's going to plant them under, let's say, a vineyard and he'll be over on Klein, or he'll plant them on Shemitah. That's not considered planting because what he's doing is he's just storing it. He's not Chayv and Maestris because he just stored it. The Gemara's problem is, how does he remove that on Shabbos? By removing it, he's going to be moving dirt. You see that moving dirt is not the Israel like the Gemara thought before. The Gemara remains in a question. Have a wonderful day.